right, another weekly dose of silver pills. We've got a great interview tonight with an awesome person. Sean was gracious enough to come on and get interviewed and share some awesome information and some truly frightening Wendigo story, which <laughs> yeah. is still kind of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing to me that we... Um, since Sean initially came on with the intent of talking about deliverance and what he does through Centurion 813, his the online deliverance ministry that he's associated with, um, I was just amazed with the amount of information and experiences that he was able to share with us. But then to top it all off, the UFO, the Wendigo, and the portal, that was all pretty, pretty crazy. He hit all the uh, hit all the bases for us. I'm the spiritual warfare guy, and you're the cryptid guy. So. <laughs> right, yeah. Yep, so definitely a great interview. So that will be coming up. Remember to check us out on Instagram. Send us your experiences, whether you want to share them or not. If you want to be a guest, let us know, silverpilled.gmail.com. Um, even if you want to just send in your experience for us to read and talk about, we can definitely do that as well. Um, I would really like to, I don't know, monthly, by month, maybe every two, three months, do a, a, a listener story. That'd be fun. I'd like episode. that. So, yeah. So, definitely send them in. Um, if you don't want them shared, make sure to mark that. Tell us right up front. Sure. If you um, just want our opinion on something for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we won't get any of those because I don't think anybody <laughs> wants our opinion, but I don't know. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Just, and if you guys have prayer requests or you just need someone to talk to, we, um, we're here for that too. You know, you don't need to feel alone in this. If if you're feeling alone, then reach out to us because we do care. And um, we appreciate you all. We appreciate our listeners. We appreciate our guests. We, we just appreciate y'all. We're just ecstatic with where we're at and with where we're going. Yeah, you guys have definitely been sharing us, spreading the words. We're getting more reviews, more followers. It's awesome. Yep, so keep it coming. Share us on your social medias. Share us with your friends and family so that we can continue to grow. And to boost our numbers, you can leave us a five star wherever you listen to us and some words of encouragement. We appreciate those as well. Thank you to everyone that has done that so far. We we really we do love you guys. This is this has been a fun journey and we couldn't have done it without without any of you. So let's let's get the family bigger. Exactly, the silver, silver, silver pill dose of masses. Yeah, let's silver pill the world. Silver pill the world. There you go. Yes, I like that. Should be on a shirt. <laughs> Anyways, thanks again, Sean, for joining us. We really, really enjoyed our conversation with you, and we're praying that the audience gets something out of this. And um, if you need any help in the area of deliverance, Sean's organization that he is associated with does it through zoom so you don't even need to be present so make sure to check out centurion 813 i'll put links to that in the show notes but uh without further ado let's go talk to sean hey everyone we're silver pilled podcast i'm harrison and i'm lowell if you want to share an experience with anything paranormal or unexplained, shoot us an email at silverpilled at gmail.com. 
And if you want to follow us on social media, check us out at Instagram at Silver Pill Podcast. silver pill right another weekly dose of the silver pills and tonight everyone is lucky because we're not alone rambling on like we usually do cracking some jokes and making no sense we actually have someone on that knows what they're doing and talking about yeah yes so you get some good information out of this show absolutely our wild speculations (laughs) we're uh We've been pretty excited. Our friend tonight reached out to us after our episode with Blake from uh, Deliverance Solutions. He he and Blake are friends, and Shane got a hold of us, and he's promised some pretty amazing stuff, not only um, some wild experiences, but some good information for Deliverance. So if you, everyone knows that I've got kind of a, a love for that kind of stuff, so we're we're invited and honored to welcome Sean to the show. Sean, how you doing? Doing good, sir. Thanks for coming just, on. We really appreciate it. And the, the Lord has graced us with the time in order to sit down and and record this, guys. So uh, yeah. we'll um, we'll let you just pick it up wherever you want to, Sean, and um, you can tell your story, how you got to where you are now, and anything you'd like to share. Okay. So growing up, uh, my mom was big into the ghosts and whatnot you know grew up watching um ghost hunters and all that well before zach baggins was ever in the game and just grew up like real old school into it had a couple experiences when i was younger really didn't believe too much um later on in life i ended up getting his co-worker his name was van he was an Probably one of the coolest guys I've ever met in my life. He was an elderly black man, probably about 65 to 70 years old. And what he would do, his library was so extensive that he would bring in literature for me to read at work on break or whatnot. And one day he brings me in this volume of this book, and I'm still trying to figure out what it was. I would never want to have it in my house, but the volume of this book is probably about eight, 900 pages. And in it, me and my occult-centered mind, not really practicing, but reading into it, I read, I found this little passage in it that said it was um, 
an incantation to evoke the archangel Gabriel. Oh, weird. And it was in, yeah, it was weird, but it was incomplete. They purposely made it incomplete in the book. Hmm. So that day, after I'm reading this little chapter, it's not like I'm chanting or, uh, you know, reading it out loud or anything. I read it and I go home. I'm probably about 21 years old. I'm at my first house I've ever got outside of mom and dad's. And I'm going into the refrigerator. And I hear this scream. And when I say scream, it scared me bad enough. I ran to my bedroom to change in out of my work clothes. Because at the time, the place where I was working, I'd, I'd wear something quite dressy. And I went to the bedroom to grab the doorknob to go in. And something was pulling or pushing back on the door. <laughs> oh, my I could, gosh. I couldn't get in the room wow so i just left <laughs> really like so i just left and i had that experience and i've told it to a couple people but um that's the beginning of this strange journey um after that basically nothing really happened until you know i always thought there was something weird going on i never really knew I, i'd see shadow people and I, me and my wife, we moved from Florida to Mississippi. Just to, we we basically free rent, and we were living on this gigantic farm. The property that we moved to had been in her family since the 1880s, and was part of where the Battle of Tupelo took place in the Civil War. That's where we're at, is Tupelo, Mississippi. It, it was such a big deal that we would have the we would have people come out on property with metal detectors and all day long find musket balls. And wow. we've oh, even wow. found um, that old blue and white pottery, like the really ornate stuff you would see from the 1800s. We oh, found wow. a dueling pistol. Oh, that's cool. Um, oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's like all, all and, and, and it was so pristine that um, my wife's great grandfather put it in a safe. And nobody ever figured out the combination to the oh, safe. No. And it's still in it to this day. <laughs> oh, man. So a lot of people would come out. And, and this property is huge. It's over 200 acres. So oh. there's a lake in the backyard with largemouth bass. And there's even a guy who was an ex-National Geographic photographer that set up duck houses on the lake because the lake was so big. Oh, or wow. like the local duck population. That's cool. So fast forward just a little bit. Our our first year there in the winter. And being from Florida, you don't see snow. Like I there aren't seasons, it's just hot. <laughs> but it it would be strange sitting on the front porch certain nights uh of the year. And and funny enough, like I didn't really research it to see when exactly, like the month and the date that the, that battle took place on this property. You would see, you would look out in the field because parts of the field there'd be like fifty acres here, twenty. There were three main fields that we had, and you could go out into the fields, and it looked, uh, guys, I swear to you, it looked like there were campfires lit. And not just a few, they were there would be like fifteen to twenty of them in certain locations. Oh my 
Oh, wow. Like, it was just, I'm trying to think of the term for it, like a, like a, like if it was a haunting, it would be like a residual haunting that yeah. something, you know, left yeah. over. Wow. So all that started happening out there. And then the shadow people like really vamped up. You wouldn't really see it. It would always just be in the corner of your eye. But if you relaxed a certain way and looked a certain way, you could see it. And it's not something you really wanted to do because it was kind of intimidating. <laughs> yeah. and, and me being, I, I'm ex-law enforcement. So normally there's a firearm within a 15 foot distance of me anywhere in the house. Not really concerned about anything physically you know it just really weirded me out so eventually i get a hold of somebody that's in the field such as you guys hmm. and they refer me to a demonologist and and i was like all right I'm getting a demonologist Let's see what's going on everybody's been telling me that that's what they think it is this guy would not contact me he would not talk to me he refused. And this guy was a professor, I think, at Dartmouth. Oh, wow. Like, this is legit demonologist, apparently. Uh, he just wouldn't talk to me. Never so, gave you a reason? No, not at all. He was just like, I don't think you... Basically, he was like, I don't think you have enough on you for a demonologist to, hmm. to be needed. And I was kind of like, okay. Hmm. Um, I still need to find something i need some type of help mm -hmm. because it, it's getting worse and i was at the time i was suffering major guilt and shame and when i say major guilt and shame i couldn't explain it i always felt guilty that i didn't do something correct and i felt very shameful for it so i reached out to uh centurion 813 ministries which i'm a part of now Okay. And if anybody's looking to get a hold of them, it's literally you can just Google Centurion Eight Thirteen Ministries, and we can we can pray for you. But um, I reached out, and the leader of our ministry, her name's Stephanie, and this lady knows her stuff. She had me complete what we call, and we're super thorough. We we do what we call intake paperwork. And it, guys, it's it's about 10, 12 pages long. Oh wow. Oh wow. And, and it tells you everything about everything, anything that's ever happened in your family. Like, do you have drinking issues? Do you like to do this? Anything. So I reached out to to Steph and you know, we, we started working on me. And I was like, What? Me? It's the house. Not me. No, it was me. <laughs> Um, and I, I really didn't believe it at first, but um, sat down and we started doing the, you know, the practice of deliverance upon myself. And guys, our our ministry is so booked up that like you're lucky if you can get in for like if you initially contact us now and might take you two or three months. Oh, wow. 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 And this is prayer every day. That's nonstop. Okay. But I mean, there's always exceptions, you know, when people don't show up for a deliberate call. And we started on it with me. And for, you know, a lot of people, when they get into deliverance, they don't understand that it's a complete and utter process. It's like peeling an onion. 
so like you got to take the layers off and one of the biggest things that we do to start out with deliverance is repentance repentance and forgiving you got to do guys and ladies out there you got to let go holding on to ill will towards your fellow brother and sister it does no good for you it doesn't so we start out with that um one thing that i had an issue with was i was a freemason and that is a big no no the the okay. lord is is very zealous he wants you for him and him alone and it took me a little while to figure it out because i was a catholic at the same time and by the way a catholic freemason it's like backwards backwards because Catholicism, a lot of the times, they will excommunicate you out of the church if you are a Freemason. Oh. That's, in fact, the, the, re the whole reason why they started the Knights of Columbus, believe it or not, was to transgress against Freemasonry. Oh. It was their way to try to get you basically to still have the almost the same form, but it not be Freemasonry. So, Is that, is that yeah. because like the pledges you give to two freemasons um i don't know a lot about them but i know that they seem to pledge like their their whole life to to the masons i mean it's almost it it's in my mind it's almost like us giving our our lives to christ but instead you're giving your life to like the masons or to whatever their um well, their brand architect is or something I can tell you the the G, the big G that you see with the the plum and everything and the symbol yes. is supposed to stand for God, but that's how that's how they get you in the Blue Lodge. So basically the promises that you keep, it's all death. Like oh, you're really? you're swearing that if you were to betray them, they they would kill you. Wow. Like, wow. I, I'm trying to remember because, by the way, the way that you make the pledges, none of it is written down. It has to be memorized. Wow. And it is not just a little bit of memorization. We're talking six, seven months worth of being able to recite it verbally without with it. Literally, the notes that you get when you're put in, it's just letters. Wow. It's like, wow. I will come to the Lord. It would be like I, W, C. You know, like literally, mm -hmm. those are your notes. Oh my goodness. Oh, okay. So went through all that and then found staff, got in, and it, it takes about a year for some people. Some people you could it's what I refer to as a one and done. A lot of people are really good out there. It only takes like one session sitting down and praying and you know, just going over everything. But um, for most of us that are just so bad and we don't even know it, it took me probably a year of getting the enemy off of me, basically. And I um, and the funny thing is, is that, you know, when, once the enemy's gone, the space left with the dwelling is where the Holy Spirit resides. Right. So you get right. to you get to experience him more and more and more. And that's what's happened over quite a few years for me is that the, the Lord just fills me with more and more and more and more anointing. As long as I keep his ways and, you know, do everything that 
he requires of us. You know, you've got to be pretty diligent in order to see the, you know, the fruits of the faith. So, and one thing I'd like to say is one of the, after going through deliverance, because I believe a lot of people need it and they just don't realize it, is literally sitting down in your secret place and getting intimate with the Lord, like a one-on-one relationship. A lot of people don't do that. And it doesn't take a whole lot of time. You could spend 10, 15, 20 minutes with him, sitting down and going over that. And another thing a lot of people didn't do, and I it came to me through the Holy Ghost, I didn't even know. Growing up as a Catholic, I thought I knew the word, meaning reading the Bible. I did not. I could give you John 3.16. I could yeah. give you a couple others. But um, one thing I'd like to encourage a lot of uh, your listeners, if they don't do it, is Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, putting on the armor every day. When I, I, I get up really early in the morning, I like to spend 20 to 40 minutes with the Lord. I put on the armor and I give him his, his praise and his thanks. And, I mean, I went through so much and it, it was just crazy. But um after getting through all of that, my the leader of our ministry would um, she'd allow me to get on calls, and I was like, "Wow, I'm actually able to get on." And, and these calls are over Zoom. And if anybody is skeptical over a Zoom call, I'll give you a link. We'll pray for you right now. It works, and it is proven for us. But started getting in on prayer, and you know, at first you, you're wording. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, the sword of the spirit is the word of God. So you have to know your scripture and get the word sharpened, mm-hmm. you know, make your word sharp. Iron sharpens iron. And where two or three or more of you are gathered together, you know, your power is just basically amplified against the enemy. So I started getting in, started being really slow. Like I would just fumble over my words. And this is back before we really learned, and we we grow all the time. We change the way that we do things all the time. Could be once a year, could be twice a year, but we change our battle tactics. And when I say battle tactics, I mean the weapons that we use in our prayer. And the weapons that we used at first, we would just bind things, you know, ask for names. That is pretty common. A lot of people, many, many deliverance pastors will ask for names. We, we don't even have to ask anymore. We just, mm-hmm. they're gone. Um, what we like to do is we put our faith in, we, by the way, one thing that we do that's a little different, we use a lot of Hebrew terms. So, and the Bible that we use is literally, it is called the scriptures. So it is, it is one, it's, so think of the King James version, but think of it being closer to um, the actual translations from Greek and Hebrew and um, even the Dead Sea Scrolls. Wow. So we, we use certain terms that a lot of people wouldn't like, we, you know, you can still call the Lord, the Lord, Yahweh, Yahweh. Is usually what we call him. You can also call him Elohim, which I'm very fond of. Uh, Jesus would be referred to as Yeshua or Jesus Christ, Yeshua Hamashiach. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we use a lot for the Holy Spirit, and I always butcher it, but we we call him Rosh Hoshadesh. Um, But 
the Holy Ghost, anything that you basically want to want to use the terminology for. But we we tend to use Hebrew, and it works very well for us. We are a little tiny ministry, but we are super powerful, powerful enough to where when you get into this type of prayer, um, and a lot a lot of people are probably shaking their heads at it, but um, literally technology comes into play. And they will attack your technology. I'm literally, I'm on my cell phone doing this now because my tower on my computer just got fried. You mentioned that <laughs> was through doing a Zoom, a Zoom prayer session with someone, a Zoom deliverance session that it, it completely fried out on you. So the computer acted like it um, was having heating issues. And I've never seen the red blip of death like you would find on an xbox on a computer before and it started flashing and beeping at me saying it was overheating and i put my hand behind it and all the fans are working so i'm like i don't understand this that's another thing i wanted to get into with the audience too is um literally understanding that the enemy works and any which way it feels a lot of people don't realize that you know, it comes to scripture, there are three heavens. There could be more. We don't really know. This is just what's written. The second heaven is Lucifer's kingdom, and he was given reign over the earth. So anything that you can almost think of materialistically wise, he can go after. Literally, I anoint my router, my tower, everything and it doesn't always work with the technology the technology's weird when it comes to this especially in deliverance prayer but um one thing that i do personally is we and it's really simple and it's really easy to do you don't have to i mean you can look up prayers for it but there's not a whole lot needed um you can go into your kitchen and grab a bottle of olive oil or any type of oil that you've got on hand. And literally just sit down with the Lord and say, Lord, anoint this oil so that I might cleanse my house in your almighty name. I praise and I thank you. It's a little bit more complicated than that, but um, you basically, you take it and what we do and what we practice in the ministry is anointing every corner of the door. So all the sides, thinking 360 degrees, okay. including the back and the front. So all the corners and what you do is you start and you, and when I say everything, I'm talking any which way that anything could come in. So anoint your toilet, your water faucets, oh wow, your internet, everything. And all you need is a little dab and just say this anointing. And then what you do when you get to your front door is you open up that door and hopefully it's not too hot up for you, <laughs> but um, you open up that door and you renounce anything that might have been in your house and you make it leave right then and there and then you finally you seal that last door oh okay so and i and i can give you links to to one of the prayers that we use if you guys are interested that you can put that, it down yeah. in the comments or whatever yeah, yeah absolutely. but um uh for me personally um, you know, just being on so much prayer, you know, they're going to come after me more than they're going to come after Joe Schmo. So I do it probably about every five, six months or so, sometimes longer. Okay. Um, it depends uh, if I'm having something come after me. 
and we've gotten to the point now to where our little ministry um there there are rankings for the enemy and when you start to and this is not something you really want to you know delve into it kind of helps with warfare but um basically the way that the lord has shown us is that um with the hierarchy there are certain fractions of the enemy that are in charge of basically like whole areas mm. we we would call them dominions some people can use different terminology for them we we refer to them as principalities and the principal i mean that's even in in ephesians 6 but the um the principalities are what have been going after us lately is what we assume fried my computer basically uh, okay so so that's a little bit of what i've got um just on the basics of it i can get really deep um how about i give you guys a couple stories of like some of the things that i've seen first i'd like to start off with something um something really good that made me and um my pastor cry i mean like weep guys so we were on a prayer for this lady and she lives in leeds uk so she's in northern britain and this is the first time she's ever contacted us um we sat down with her went over repentance went over you know basically getting everything off of her and we went into prayer and this is usually most of our prayers are they're around three to four hours long guys they're long i've i've done longer i've done an eight and i've done a 12 hour one oh, the 12 one just just beat me up and yeah. and for for the audience to to understand um i'm gifted with certain things from rosh Hashanah that that help us in our prayer some people would call it a seer uh like blake said on your previous episode dr appleby is one of the guys that he follows big time and I, I've read all of his literature and everything, and I was really glad to see a seer involved in that. He actually says, Dr. Appleby does, um, does say that he prefers to have at least one seer on a call when they're in the middle of deliverance. Because not only will you see in the spirit and prayer, but for me, what I'm gifted in is I can actually feel where it is on you. I can feel the enemy and based upon where it is on your body, the movement, the sensation, if it's pain, if it's burning, we can determine basically what exactly it is. Um, and usually pretty quickly, too. But so we were going through all of this with this lady in the UK. And um, we were praying over and she had something attached to her her back and a couple other things i won't get into anything too specific but one thing i noticed in the prayer was every time we would lose something off of her the room would get brighter and i mean like the sun directly shining in the room it was really weird and it kept getting brighter and brighter and brighter guys eventually when we got everything off of this lady the room got so bright i'm not joking it looked like a neon fluorescent light it was in the room and 
my pastor and myself are looking we're like you're, you're seeing this right we're talking in the chat on a zoom call not trying to tell her exactly but i'm like you are you watching this he's like yeah i see it and then we tell this lady what's going on we're like you know the lord is praising you you know he's showing you all this and she can't see it so we like eventually after we get everything off of her she's like is it still there we're like yeah and anyway, you know we're telling this lady you know how to basically you know continue her walk you know need to sit down in prayer probably find a decent little fellowship find a like a church try to get into the word try to you know be intimate with the lord more and she's like and, and the light faded and she was like is it there and it just went back it was nuts it made it literally we were crying and it would go and we kept testing it like it would fade and she she'd be like is it back boom it's back oh that's great. so what do you what do you think that was i mean obviously it's got to be like the presence of god but why would it be yeah. fading in and out like that uh, you know the lord's busy there's a lot of us out there maybe he doesn't have the time for all of us all the time but um yeah it was i've never seen anything like it in my life there have been so like i was saying like you, you can feel what's on somebody and this will be some of the crazy stuff that i've seen on prayers um, and we were talking earlier about stuff, you know, that we're not going to air that, but, um, one thing that we've seen lately, I've got this lady that, um, that, um, she spits up stuff and not just spits up. She's got one of her, one of her arms will come at you like a cobra. It'll oh. strike and it won't stop and she can't control it. Oh and it, it will literally, it'll yeah yeah like just some of these manifestations you, you kind of shake your head at but you got to remember everything that the lord can do so like you, that for me that just strengthens my faith understanding that if if this is really the enemy right now it doesn't matter i'm still gonna stomp on it right yeah so, exactly that but, was always um, something for me was like when you know i think i've i go through bouts in this area of is it a demon or you know do i just have a headache am i am i blaming everything on demons when there's a good chance that it's just i'm getting older but at the end of the day does it really matter i mean the lord gives deliverance and the lord gives healing it doesn't really matter the source of the headache yeah basically so what i would do personally is if something like that were to happen, um, what we do is we call it weighing. And you would know if it was the Lord or your body, basically by the, you know, the Lord tells us, uh, my yoke is light, my burden is easy. Mm -hmm. So think about it like that. That's how I come across it. And I think to myself, is this heavy? Does it feel heavy? And that would be the opposite, basically. And that, that would show me and if it's heavy, then you just rebuke it. Okay. You can't be here. Get out. But uh, some of the things that I have seen, so the enemy, their name usually is their function and how they operate and how they try to go against you. So there's a lot of really common ones that are out there. 
one thing that I was trying to say before I cut out was I don't really need to watch horror movies because I like I already I watch them in real life almost. Yeah. But um, one thing that the enemy does, you know, it, he lies, cheats, kills. He, he, he does not like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he walks around like a, a roaring lion. But um, some of the manifestations that I've seen, I've seen people flopping all over the room. Uh, I mean, just like, oh, oh really? my goodness. I've seen, the, one of the craziest was, um, we were on this call for this young lady. She, uh, she literally, her face, it looked like it glitched. And, it cha- and like her whole facial expression changed. Her eyebrows moved like um yeah no it was weird they went from like here to like the middle of her forehead her lip color changed like her whole facial feature just completely shifted uh there's man there's been so many usually believe it or not in deliverance is very calm really you, you don't have any of that normally going on sometimes you get the really really strange ones and um i'm trying to think of there's been so many i'm trying to think of an example that might be kind of crazy for you guys but it really doesn't matter because the enemy is going to get his head smashed and thrown out either way but um one thing i'd like to talk about just real quickly is if anybody is interested and just learning the different techniques and whatnot for for taking out the enemy. If you're trying to do it on your own, um, I highly recommend Dan Duvall. If you guys do not know of Dan Duvall, this guy helped change the weapons that we use and how we use them and what we use them on and in our ministry. And he's just, he's amazing. Um, super I'm not going to lie, like very advanced level stuff, though. Like this guy gets into like Illuminati. He gets into like nanotechnology. He gets into satanic ritual abuse and dissociative identity disorder. There's so many ways that people, um, you know, people get affected. And, you know, it's a horrible thing. That's why I got into ministry to begin with. When I went through my deliverance, I didn't want anybody else to ever have to go through what I did. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? No, it's it's time. I'm going to start cutting some things. This isn't working. I'm going to take the sword of the spirit to them. So it seems like, well, I will say this for any of our listeners. um, It's really amazing to me is that it all, whether it be Vince or Sean, everything is the same between them did you notice that harrison yeah, yeah. the same experiences so so it's to just anyone kind of like yeah anyone that wants to poo-poo this idea you know these i mean short of sean and blake who met later on they didn't know vince and even off recording there were some strange similarities between blake and vince that we discussed with mm-hmm. blake and so anyone that that wants to say that this is all crazy i mean the proof's in the pudding. You can't have three separate people in three separate states, sometimes countries, experiencing the same things right. and not know each other. Yeah, that was one thing I just wanted to point out that this 
I mean, it's pretty legitimate proof that, mm -hmm. you know, that and it seems like this stuff is ramping up. Well, it seems. Yeah, I mean, Sean, you mentioned off recording or maybe it was on recording, but you mentioned that you're like two months out booked through your organization with people that need are requesting deliverance so and, and and it's it's always that way and in fact um one thing that we were super blessed with was that when you go into google and you just type in the word centurion we are the first thing that pops oh, up wow. and we're like wow we're like wow the algorithm is good <laughs> right. wow one so of, I, one of the few oh. times the algorithm works out right well that's my yeah, right spirit not google <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah definitely it, is can I can I tell you guys just something funny and off the wall? Yeah, One absolutely. thing that I've been doing lately, just to so I have on my uh, on my my smartphone uh, my thread that I get. One thing I did because like I wasn't liking what was showing up, I started looking up cat memes <laughs> for like a week straight. <laughs> Because I, I, funny enough, I heard it on Joe Rogan's podcast. He's like, one of his buddies was like, yeah, if you don't like it, man, just look up cat memes for a week. What? So I started doing that and it really worked. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Like all I get on my phone now is cat memes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, it's true though. I mean, kind of off subject, but I'll notice like if I look up something that I'm shopping for, you know, and I just Google it. As soon as I start scrolling through YouTube, it's ads for that very thing. Yeah. And I think it's because they're actually, I've had it not even look for. I've had it just say it out loud. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, that frightens me right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That just happened to me. We were talking at work about a certain ice cream flavor. And I got home, I think it was either that night or the next day I opened up one of the social media things and there it was an ad for it a specific flavor that specific it was uh dr pepper float it was what? bluebell dr that's not, pepper that's a Ooh, i didn't even know they had that right exactly <laughs> it sounds great but i never put it in my phone wow, or anything but my phone was in my pocket when me and the co-worker were talking about it and now i'm getting ads for it yeah, and people want to say that the Holy Spirit can't work through technology or even the devil can't work through technology mm -hmm. when our own government and advertisers obviously can. So, Right. I can tell you that uh, we have actually ran into things that we believed that the government was actually experimenting on that were demonic. Specifically, really? yeah, specifically nanotechnology. Um, not just that, but um, many, many people that we prayed over, um, they see a black goo. Oh. And funny enough, the first time I anointed my house, before I shut the door, I shut the door and I opened it, and there was a black goo, like, just rolling around. It was really weird. And it, it's funny enough, like, with the goo, I've been trying to find stories about it. Okay. like through other pastors and we've seen it more and more and more um we're starting to get more knowledge on it but one thing that we like to do and we have found this out through dan duvall basically is we we change the frequency so when when i say change the frequency we we use that as a weapon oh wow. in prayer 
not only that, but like, like this guy and his weapons and his teaching, it is so advanced for a lot of people that, you know, it, it still makes us all, we're like, it's working. What's I don't understand, but mm. you don't need to understand the Lord. You're never going to understand the Lord. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. If it's working, it's working. Right. So. So I had a, a couple of questions for you, Sean, in regards to all this, just because I'd like to take in as much of this as I can. When you, so you get someone that is seeking deliverance, you have them fill out this paperwork and answer some questions. And then when they sit down with you, whether it be on Zoom or in person, you say it's like peeling off layers of an onion what does that look like like you don't need to give like personal stories but i mean do you start going after specific things according to their questionnaire or do you just yes. kind of see how it manifests as you pray both okay so basically the way that you would start the questionnaire is so in depth to where it already gives you signs of like some things that you're probably going to be battling against and not just that, but the manifestations too would also show you exactly what's going on. Okay. Like, um, I don't want to give out too many names on the program, but one that is rampant right now is Jezebel. Mm. And one really common thing that we would see is, you know, a woman would have hatred for her husband, still be in the marriage, still be married, but she'd get on camera and she'd, her eyes would bug out Weird. and that's actually believe it or not that is a very common sign for jezebel specifically and this is something that we you know it's taken years to learn all this is many 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 prayers but um that's basically and when we say peeling an onion each time that you're sitting down for deliverance, unless you're like I referred to as a one and done, which is super rare. I think I've only had like five or six and my ministry, dude, we've done thousands of, of prayer, thousands and thousands. But um, when you sit down, it's really strange because you feel lighter every single time that you get prayed for, literally physically lighter. And as the person attacking whatever's on that person, like it, depending on how deeply involved I am on that prayer, being a healer, it feels like somebody went to work on my abs, like a punching bag. Like I, I will get physical, like it won't last, but I will feel it. It'll feel like I'm, somebody was trying to beat me up. Amazing. And that's one thing too, that like, if you thought that you had a headache or whatnot, you know, if it pray upon it, go to the Lord, mm -hmm. Lord, if this is not of you, can you take it off of me in your almighty name? Thank you, Lord. Okay. And if it keeps going, rebuke it. Okay. So we we've noticed that um, like peeling this onion and going through the paperwork, sometimes you don't get a whole lot because a lot of people don't want to tell you. Yeah. A lot of people are afraid which i mean to be honest with you no one should be afraid of going before the lord and taking off anything that he didn't want upon you all it is is a blessing upon you but a lot of people you know won't they'll they'll no call no show or 
that's why we we've always got backups that we would call just in that case but um you know it's gonna take time and the lord deli i one thing i fully believe is the lord already has a plan for you the lord literally already has your life already mapped out you can you can make your choices in it but the way he wants you to move is literally it's already basically imprinted upon you and if you choose not to go that way, you don't have to go that way. But if you do, he directs you in certain paths. If you if you choose the the right path, basically, he'll let you know. He will reward you for it. So, mm. but the with the rewards comes you know obedience. You've got to right. be obedient to him. So, and and just sitting down and praising him, it's it's a pretty big deal. So how do how do demons I mean we know their their MO, right? We know that as sons and daughters of the most high that they they hate us. That's their mission in life is to steal, kill, and destroy and to stop at nothing. What actions do we do that opens up doors to say like a Jezebel? I mean, you gave the examples of what happens how a, a a female might manifest a Jezebel spirit, what would that person have done to open up to that specific spirit? So a lot of the times, if we're going about, you know, completely trying to diagnose what's going on, you can open up yourself many, many different ways. You can succumb to addiction. Uh, you can literally, you can watch horror movies and invite some of the stuff in. You can use curse words. By the way, there's a reason why they are calling them curse words. Most people don't pay attention to this. Literally, using bad language, in my honest opinion, just shows the type of person you are in your intellect. So what I try to do, and that's how I use that for myself, to try to not use curse words. Because, you know, being an ex-cop, you know, literally like you use curse words like you know like it's toilet paper it doesn't matter like you're always using it but these words they bring things upon you they are not good your tongue is a double-edged sword it can both bless and curse matthew 8 you can use drugs Using drugs is a big one. One of the worst out there is meth. Meth will open a door right on up, mm -hmm. just like ayahuasca or LSD, even marijuana. You're not meant to be using it. It's actually a psychoactive drug. Mm -hmm. um, and you're talking to somebody that used to actively smoke marijuana. Okay. I would get stuff that would be in magazines. They'd do Photoshop, like photo shoots of it you know just completely got off of that but um there's so many different ways you just have to guard yourself sure so so they find we've heard it any before, way but, yeah like a chink in your armor right and then and that's yes. how they weasel your way in I, I think we've heard that several times i mean even dark waters i believe just mentioned that but so that's why i think it is the bible makes it so important to say look your sins have been forgiven jesus paid your debt but continuing to sin especially if it's um 
a conscious sin. Like it's not an accidental sin, you know, because we we can't not sin. It's in our human nature. But that is what opens up doors or puts chinks in your armor, actively living in a lifestyle of sin, even after receiving the blood. Now, the sin isn't going to keep you out of heaven if you've accepted Christ, because Christ has paid it all. But the sin is what opens up to outside forces to be able to come in and wreck shop. And a lot of it has to deal with, like, once you get into prayer and repentance and renouncing certain things, going back to those same exact things is the problem. It's not something new that you're finding. It's always, it's most of the time, it's something that you're getting back into. And it's hard for a lot of people until they are fully delivered to do that. I, I've got guys that I prayed upon for uh, like over a year that refused to do things. And they're like, and the argument would be uh, with this, like Paul and the Bible understand that not only spiritually you're fighting, you're fighting your flesh. Your flesh is, it wants the sin all the time. And what can you do about that? It's so hard to do. Yeah, I suppose that's true. I mean, it's like, like it says, a dog returns to its own vomit. Like, don't, once you're freed up of it, you know, you got to be vigilant to stay away from it. Because I do believe that that, even for a Christian, can open doors to, uh, you know, it's like an altar. Like, we've heard that before, too, where you're like, you're, you're building an altar to something other than God. You know, whether that be sacrificing time or energy or even money, you know, almost like a tithe to an addiction, you know, that it's giving the dark side more power in your life, the more active you are in it. Our inheritance comes all the way from Abraham, and it's the covenant we made with the Lord to put him first. And one of the issues that we'll have, and I haven't even gotten into, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on curses, hexes, vexes, uh, generational curses, bloodline, like it goes deep. Mm -hmm. You could have things coming into you from something that your great uncle did that was a blood sacrifice or just something that completely renounced Elohim and it could still affect you. So that that's what we do, by the way. I, I should have mentioned that, that what we do right after repentance and renouncing and all that, we break all the curses. Oh, it's like okay. the order that we go in. And then we take a little bit of time, and then we start smashing heads. Okay. So. And then I I think, it, I mean, for now, it's my last question that I, I've, I think I asked Blake this too. What... Is there a way to self-deliver? I've heard that before. I imagine that if there is, it's probably harder because you want someone to agree with you on it, right? Like you said, wherever two or more are gathered, it's like you're amping up the power. So it is, is it possible to self-deliver, but probably not recommended, I'm assuming? No, I'd recommend anything to take the enemy off of anybody. Oh, really? Anything that you could do, I would recommend. But for me personally, when I went, well, I was doing self-deliverance on me in the year that it took me. I was lucky enough. I had another brother out in California that would pray upon me two, three times a week. 
Oh, wow. But I was still, so I was, we're talking 10 hours worth of prayer a week sometimes. Well, it okay. was a lot. Yeah. But self-deliverance can work. It's easy for some people. For me, it was extremely hard. And it wasn't that, I, you know, I was going back into old ways or anything like that. It's just I wouldn't find any headway. I wouldn't move anything forward. I wasn't showing fruit from it. So how but, do people, um, I, I'm sorry, I do have one more question. How do no, you're good. <laughs> how do people like recognize this when you get people coming to you? Obviously they know something's not right in their life. What makes them think it's a demon and not something medical? Well, in our honest opinion, even if it is medical, we can still pray for you and heal you. Okay. The guy that started our church, Hector, did a episode on um, on uh, the confessionals. Okay. And I hopefully, I don't think it's a members only episode, but that's how we started was healing before we ever got into deliverance. Oh, really? Okay. We we personally believe that even if you have an issue, the Lord will heal you. That's pretty neat, actually. So you don't. The, the organization is just for people to come for, for deliverance or healing. And it, and yep. then you find out through the paperwork what they need, and then you just go at it. Oh, wow. That's really well, the Lord, the, guys, the Lord is awesome. There have yeah. been things that I have seen, like I've told you a couple of them, and I, I wish I was a little better prepared for some of my stories and whatnot. But there have been things that I prayed for that just I didn't have the money for. And it just happened. That's amazing. Like I, I needed my my driveway, which is massive. It's like 300 feet long. I needed gravel put down and I couldn't afford it. Uh, and I, I prayed up on it like for days and days. I was like, Lord, I really need gravel. I tried this little Toyota Camry. It ain't going to make it. My F-250 is too big. Like I need some help. And it happened. When you sit down and make him your most high, it, it, it changes things. You just got to stay with him. So, but here's the thing. He's not going to make you rich. He'll provide. Right. right. No, I meant He'll provide, just, just staying but... with him. Just, just staying with him. I mean, I've had a pretty tough go at, at and I'll, I'll probably cut this out, but I've had a pretty tough go this week with, with faith and just like, just really wrestling with God. Like, man, I don't. I don't understand it. You know, I don't, I want, I'm trying so hard to put my trust in you, but I just feel so distant, you know? And, and so I just, I needed to hear that. So thank you. What? Sorry, Lord. I was just going to say, like, we've never, I mean, growing up in the church, we've never heard this. It was just, I didn't either. I was Catholic, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. There was never any, it was just as almost the same old, same old stories recycled and, every six months or whatever and it's not that it was a bad church it was just that this wasn't talked about it wasn't filled with the holy spirit yeah mm -hmm. that's all it was so, guys the holy the holy ghost has been neglected for two thousand years mm -hmm. people don't understand they're like oh it's this it's that he literally he's part of the triune figurehead of the lord but uh, do, do you guys want to get into any of the uh, the other stories? I feel like I've been all over the place. We would love to hear um, anything 
you're willing to share. You know, I'm I'm just so fascinated with all of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, in my 41 years on this earth, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have seen some weird stuff, but I, I wouldn't necessarily consider it to be a blessing. So in um, probably about 12 to 13 years ago, when I was working for the sheriff's office in um, northern Florida, I don't want to give out the town because I'm going to be specific about a building. Okay. Okay. Um, this building that I was working at, I was in charge of, I was the sergeant at arms for the sheriff's office, and I would be stationed sometimes day and night, and it would flip-flop back and forth between these big buildings that most of them were probably built in either the 70s or the 80s. And this one building I, I went to was in charge of, um, they monitored the electrical usage and the electrical company that the city was actually the owner of. They didn't privatize it out, which is a very good thing. But as of recently, they're trying to sell it and privatize it, which would you know increase costs for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. But it was a locally owned thing. So I was in this building, and it was just a creepy building. Nothing really big happened while I was out there. A couple times, skateboarders had gotten into the parking facility, and it baffled me how they managed to get in. And all the way up to the roof on the facility, and I'm out there with a coworker handcuffing these guys. <laughs> And, you know, basically just throwing them in the drunk tank for a night. We didn't really trespass them. I'd call my lieutenant and ask him, be like, hey, do you want to trespass? He's like, I don't feel like doing the paperwork. So one night, this lady who was brand new to the building was getting a really big office. And she was coming in at like three o'clock in the morning. I thought it was really strange, but she was authorized to come in. Nobody had ever told me that she wasn't. So we had security down on the floor, but the being sergeant at arms, like security was unarmed, but they'd always have one officer in the building 24 hours a day, just in case anything happened. So this lady comes in, I greet her because the security guard um, was like, hey, this lady's coming in. I don't know if it's okay. You know, we're talking about like a 20 run year old kid that doesn't know what he's doing. So I go downstairs, the lady's got a passcode, she comes in, she's bringing in all this equipment and she's bringing in artwork and all kinds of other good stuff. And as she's doing this, I'm nice enough to where, you know, I'm helping her bring it into the building. We're putting it on a dolly, trying to make it easy for her to move all this stuff. Yeah. And I look up and out of nowhere, a white teardrop shape just appears. And when it appears, it moves faster than anything I've ever seen in my life. It had to have moved like 10,000 miles an hour, something like that. I mean, just, and it just, boosh, just, and it was in between two buildings. And it wasn't low enough to where you could make out a description of anything that it was, but it moved fast enough, but it was low enough to where it, just, it was really weird. It looked like it was just a ball of light. Oh. But tear, but literally like round at the top, literally teardrop shaped. And it just 
And I looked at it, and she looked at it at the same time as I'm helping her load up stuff. And we both looked at each other, and I was like, I didn't even ask her. And she looks at me and just nods her head. Oh, wow. oh man. Wow. So no, uh, no grays, anything like that. <laughs> you know, still though, that's to to even be able to make out the shape with it moving. I mean, that's just that's it was wild. fast, Harrison. It was so fast. I don't think I've ever seen anything move like that. So that's a little bit on the the weird UFO side. Um, on the cryptid side, I've got two of them for you guys. And and they're really weird. This is Lowell's department right here. Yeah, yeah. Lowell's, yeah. Lowell's anxiously on the end of his seat, as am I, but Lowell's the cryptid guy. Yeah. <laughs> and funny enough, like I am too. Like I love these stories. It's just oh, yeah. um, you know, they're they're hard to believe. You're like, what? they're they're so off the wall that you're like, really? So um me and my wife we we moved from florida out to mississippi because we got all this land and everything we end up uh the house that we were living in uh just had really bad mold problems like the all the floorboards had to be replaced and we're talking like a hundred thousand dollars oh, worth wow. of repairs so so we bought a new house and um completely out of the way like far enough it's 45 minute drive to a walmart okay like it's it's way out there and I've got two, so for our listeners that, or your listeners, that don't know what a holler is, a holler is basically like a valley. And I've got two different valleys. It's really weird. Like, you can look out outside my kitchen window, and it's like a 40-foot drop. Oh. It's, it's a big valley. And there's a stream that runs behind, and then probably about 50 feet away from that stream is a lake. So, and I've got a dock and all that out there. I love this area. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's it's a really cool little house. We were lucky to find it. But, um, and so I didn't get into this detail for you guys. So the area that we bought this house, we're in North western mississippi i'm literally only about maybe an hour away from memphis oh so i can get to memphis pretty quickly yeah and we're only like about an hour and a half away from birmingham so there's big cities that are around you know when we get bored if we get time we can do quite a few things but um in the middle of nowhere the grocery stores suck out here by the way Like there is no delivery pizza. There is no DoorDash. There it there aren't Ubers in this town. You can't no. But uh so we buy this house and when we first get into it, we hadn't even decorated it yet. Um, it was around the fall time. So we bought it in August. I think this happened around October, probably about two, two and a half years ago. And we had all the windows opened up. One thing about Mississippi that's awesome, like during the fall, it could be 80 during the day, but it'll be like 55 at night. Like there's a massive drop in temperature. And then rather than run the AC, we just open up the windows. It's really nice out. And I hear this barking coming from the backyard. And it sounds fake. When I say fake, it sounds like yip, 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 yip. 
Like mm -hmm. it, it literally it sounds like a little dog, and then it changes a couple different times. The barking was really, really strange. Like it, sometimes it would go guttural, sometimes it wouldn't. And you could tell by the movement out there that it was bipedal. It wasn't a quadruped. That was the biggest thing that freaked me out. Oh, was yeah. like it, you would hear more movement. So I'm like, that's not right. And I tell the wife, and living so far out in the country, um, we literally had to contact our power provider and have them install light poles on the property with like actual lights because it's so dark that you can't see any. It doesn't matter what you do to your house. You could you would walk outside and it would be pitch black. So what I did as a paranoid prepper is every single area of the house I put um, spotlights on. Okay. Like literally attached it to like my eaves and everything. And I've got one facing towards the back. And in this holler with the creek and everything, the people that have been here before us planted like a really big um, bamboo forest. I mean, it's probably 30 feet tall. Oh. And it's so bad that I've got to I've got to cut it back so it doesn't encroach on like my actual backyard. It's yeah. only in the creek. Um, so I'm hearing this barking and I'm thinking to myself already, you know, reading in the cryptids and everything. I'm like, eh -eh. so I go to my bedroom and I grab my uh, my nine millimeter uh, with a red dot. It's got a green laser like it's all tacked out. I go out. And I walk out of the house and go look for this thing. And I'm ready. I'm poised to just fire on whatever this thing is that's walking behind the house. And literally, the only thing I see, it was probably about eight, eight and a half, maybe nine feet tall. I see an arm through the bamboo. And I watch it do this as it's walking. Like it's. It's, oh wow it's literally it's curling its arm like it's walking like a human like oh, arm movement and here's so this is the strangest thing the arm movement that arm so a lot of people know i don't know if a lot of people know their length of their arm and the measurement of it based on their body it's usually i think about half of the length of like your height right okay that's yeah. what i'd heard yeah yeah this was like three force. Oh, it was oh really, really, and it was, dude, it was weird. The joints on it were different. The bicep on it, it was like it had an additional three feet on the bicep. Oh. And the forearm was longer too. And the, the fingers were really long. And the way that it moved, and I put the laser right on it. And I was like, I can't shoot that. <laughs> i don't i don't have enough rounds yeah oh man gosh and i live so far out like i do live in a neighborhood but my neighborhood like we're half mile away from everybody there's nobody else around and for christmas i'll tell you how mississippi is for christmas all you hear is rounds being fired because that's what <laughs> they're getting for christmas <laughs> But uh, didn't fire upon the thing. And I end up going to work then, like about a week or two later. And I, I finally get the courage to tell somebody about it. And I'm like, hey, um, 
you know, and what do you think about that? And um, literally, no joke, my coworker is like, we, we can't talk about it. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? He's like, it's a Wendigo. Oh, yuck. <laughs> and, and the air, so in this area, they claim that if you talk about it, it's almost like a curse is coming upon you. Like you're not supposed to, it'll encourage it. Okay. So the, the lake that I live on and giving away a little bit of the area that we're in, this lake was Chickasaw nation. Uh, and the Chickasaw were thrown out of Mississippi. And a lot of people say that they put a curse upon this land with the Wendigo. And I just found that I found that super disturbing when I saw that arm. I was just like, oh, what? So was it no, it, in hair? No, I'm not not completely. It's like it had it, but it 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 wasn't furry like you would refer to like a dog man or something yeah, that I've okay. heard about. Wow. Yeah, it was like it was haired, but it was like it was kind of sparse okay and i so i just tell the wife i'm like we're going back inside and i need to grab the shotgun <laughs> yeah. Yeah. this ain't gonna be enough we need double up oh, <laughs> oh man gosh so that happened a couple months after i was there and i'm going reverse in this story here's this is the one that is going to make me sound like i'm a weirdo and i haven't told you guys this yet so i'm sitting on my front porch and me being into deliverance ministry and participating in it so much that, you know, I, I, I'll go on YouTube and look at certain pastors and, you know, read certain scripture and whatnot. And I'm mm -hmm. sitting on my front porch and it's on a Friday at probably like seven or eight. Um, the sun hadn't completely gone down yet. We hadn't really even arranged our furniture how we wanted it to. And in the front of my house, so like I was telling you guys, like I live in between two different hollers, but the um, the front part of my house, the, somebody, whoever built the house poured probably about an eight foot wide and a 70 foot long um, piece of concrete to where you can just walk right in front of the house. Oh, okay. yeah, it's really it's really strange. Huh. That's I told you we love this house though. Like that's sure. why we bought it. It's kind of like off the wall. But I'm sitting in this chair, and I'm I'm smoking a cigarette. And by the way, anybody that is saying I'm in deliverance and I'm a smoker, yes, I know. <laughs> Not happy with it either, but um. So I'm sitting in this chair and we hadn't even graveled the driveway yet. Like I was telling you guys that I prayed upon and I get hit in the head with a rock. Oh, the middle God. of my, the middle of my forehead, Lord. Really? Like wow. probably about that size. Okay. Like it, it, I mean, it's pretty decent size, yeah. Yeah. not hard, but hard enough for where I'm like, how am I getting hit in the head with a rock? And wow. I immediately, in the state that I was in, because it was like a, it was a bad day that day mm -hmm. at work. I get up and I bum rush the direction of where I got oh. hit in the head with the rock. I mean, just out of the blue, I just bum rush it. And after bum rushing it, when I show up at the spot, 
two blue orbs do this oh, they do wow. like a a heclical move like okay. a helix yeah like a helix they come up and they just gone so i've heard stories about that with squatch yeah that's what i was a blue thinking. light show up mm -hmm. exactly i didn't see anything thinking. but a lot of people talk about sasquatch throwing rocks too the first thing i thought of was we have so many songbirds out here that we feed and we feed the hummingbirds in fact like i'm looking out my window right now we We've got a, a family of raccoons that have become pets that we even feed. They're at the, they're at they're at my window right now asking for for popcorn. Is what the wife feeds them. <laughs> but um, we have so many songbirds out. A, a bird wouldn't pick up a stone and just randomly drop it on your head, right? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, that certainly wouldn't turn into two blue balls of light. yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's. Yeah, so that's just what's been what's happened here. It's it's been been a little different, but um, yeah, we really like it out here. It's so quiet. You don't you don't even hear jets fly overhead. We're so oh, far wow. out into the country. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we love it. Except for the except for the Wendigo and the rock throwing. Yeah, the disorders. Yeah. Remember, we we don't we don't speak its name out here. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. Well, they say that about skinwalkers, too, that the Native Americans are very superstitious about even saying the word skinwalker because they believe that it invokes the curse of of the skinwalker on them. And there's a lot of similarities between both. I always thought the same thing, too, to be honest with you. Just trying to think that 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 arm is just still like creeping me out. That's just oh, my gosh. So I have a question. Yeah. From, yes, a, from a standpoint of a deliverance minister what is your take on wendigos and bigfoot my personal take to be yeah. completely honest with you guys is so I, I don't know if you've ever read any of dr michael heiser's research mm -hmm. we actually did a teaching uh in the ministry upon it and his teachings you know with akalu and nephilim and everything else you remember how originally in the Bible it states that not only did it corrupt, you know, did they corrupt the land, they corrupted the animals too. I think that's what the end result was. I can't disagree with you. I mean, <laughs> we throw out speculations on everything just to get to keep our, you know, wheels turning. I mean, we we don't have any answers for it, but because we don't have answers we can't form any arguments you know that that's as good of a of an answer to for me you know so that that's what i personally think but at the same time though you've got to get into the culture of the native americans out here and you know the whole story of the navajo and the ute and how um skinwalkers you know showed up yeah and like you were saying earlier what if they're the same thing i tend to think they are or something very similar because they're, they're they're so similar in almost appearance and action that the wendigo seems to be a little bit more um like like feral almost yeah that my feelings exactly for it like it feels like it wasn't someone it was something yes so one crazy thing about where i live that i hadn't really divulged yet the lake that i live on 
you know, with the Chickasaw, and I told you guys all about that and everything that they had going on. They got kicked out of the state. They weren't allowed to come back. The mm -hmm. lake that I live on is actually named after the chief of the Chickasaw tribe. And word is through residents out here that he threw a curse upon this land. And this land goes far enough back, and that chief was so significant of a chief that he actually personally knew George Washington. And George Washington, when he came through the state of Mississippi, would actually stay on this lake. Wow. That's, and that's really so, cool. and, and the funny thing is, is they've invited back the Chickasaw Nation and mm. they won't come back. So what if what we were talking about, you know, the Navajo and the Utes, what if mm. they did something really similar to it and threw something on this land? Yeah. And now they don't, they don't want to do Well, they don't, they don't want to deal yeah, with They don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Like, no, we know what's there. You can you yeah. can keep it now. We heard there's a bunch of wind. Never mind. We just don't like that area anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, we're we're not dealing with that. No, you, you go ahead, white man. Have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fascinating though. The the blue lights. That that is fascinating to me because you hear hey, it. Dude, my wife did not believe me. Hmm. I was like, you should have seen it. She's like, no, I don't believe you. I was oh, like, wow. I don't either. <laughs> so how big would you would you say the lights are or were? About a quarter, quarter size. But it was really weird though how they went up. Yeah, so what what that makes me think of being in deliverance is one thing that we have to deal with on a lot of people is portals. Even in the, not only in their house, but on them. Yeah, like it threw a rock and ducked in and closed up. Yeah, I didn't see any figure or anything. All I saw were the blue lights. And I've been listening to other podcasts for the past couple of days. Um, that recently I was listening to one of Tony's and blue lights came back up again. And I think it was a guy, if I'm not mistaken, that was in Arizona that saw Squatch. No, it was on his recent Bobo podcast. He just did one the other day. Where you had Bobo from from Funny Bigfoot or mm -hmm. whatever the name of that show was. He yeah. had him on and he was talking about Blue Light. Expedition Bigfoot, that the show on Discovery. Um, they were they're they're out looking for Bigfoot and they all think it's like a monkey in the woods, but they started to see blue orbs like in the trees in these areas where they found a lot of Bigfoot like like footprints or stuff like that like they think bigfoot's there but then all of a sudden there was like this this rash of of blue orb sightings in the trees way out in the middle of washington i think that was the last yeah, washington season. and and oregon are apparently crazy and ohio of course but oh. apparently ohio is like the weirdest state ever so oh, really? <laughs> Oh, yeah. They've even named certain Bigfoot calls after the state of oh. Ohio. It's called the Ohio call. Yeah. And then there was a lot the Ohio grass man, I think, too. And wow. So one thing that is a little off the wall with uh, the ministry that I belong to that a lot of people don't really expect is that um, most of us, funny enough, in the ministry met through the confessionals. 
Oh wow, oh. that's pretty. So cool. we we all we all believe not completely in the woo woo, but yeah. like we found a way to, I guess, communally, like really go over it. That's cool. I thought it was really cool. I, anybody is welcome to come in and you know get prayer on them. I love this ministry so much. It's it's opened up my eyes. Yeah, could you give them a shout out again, um, or they can find it if they just want to help, or yeah. If they need prayer or whatever. Um, if anybody needs prayer or deliverance, uh, the ministry that I work with is called Centurion 813. And all you basically have to do is just Google it. And you, I mean, you can even go through the, the pages and my, my name is right there as the prayer warrior. Um, okay. and you literally, like one of the options it gives you is you know prayer warrior names and it shows everybody all over the world that's praying i'm in mississippi my head pastor's in texas we've got one of my best friends that prays with me all the time he's in maryland we've got another guy we've got multiple people out in colorado people in the uk and um you know we're more than willing to you know lay hands too you know it's it's better in person but that's awesome to hear i love i'm not like a huge fan of technology but i'm so thankful that it's opened up so many doors for people especially in the ministry and into deliverance it seems to be huge huge for that yeah we're we're not out doing tiktok videos but (laughs) (laughs) that's next though i'm sure that's that's in the workings right Right. i I don't know, to be honest with you. Being conspiracy-minded is the way that I am, the way that I found the Lord. I'm like, does China really own TikTok? Do I really need to be on it? (laughs) But uh, yeah, a lot of us share that same sentiment. And, you know, we're completely open. You know, we, we just love praying for people. So that's awesome. That's in ever-changing times, it's important that we as believers change with it. We can't keep, we see the enemy evolve. We we see the, you know, the states that we live in evolve. We see tactics evolve. It's foolish of us as Christians or the church to stay stuck in our ways. Yeah, you got to evolve with the times. Yeah. Well, well, thank you so much, Sean, for coming on and spending this evening with us and sharing you know your your experiences and good information for our audience who you know could very well be struggling or even just looking for answers in this area we get a lot of emails from people asking you know for advice and we're just a couple podcasters so that's why we like having you know people like you on that can either a answer questions that we can't or you know b give ammunition for them or even c just provide them with the resources to go to for the help that they need so we we value what you do and we thank you for uh, for picking us to share all your experiences with you. yeah thank you so I, I, much no guys thank you um you know the lot of people out there need to understand how good the Lord is and what he will do for you 
like he's never given up on you. He never has, he never will. You've got to choose to find him. And sitting down and trying to find the Lord and finding the Lord on your own sometimes can be a little difficult. But at the same time, though, I just want to encourage anybody, if they, you know, if you ever have doubts on anything, sit down, pray. And it doesn't have to be anything that's eloquent. The Lord knows you. He knew you before you were even born, brother. I can give out scripture all day, but a lot of people, you know, they're not going to take the time to research it. But at the same time, though, I just want everybody to know how much the Lord loves them. And even if you think it might be woo-woo, coming from a Catholic Freemason, it is not.